Welcome to Post-Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. All right. As we were actually talking off mic about every channel and streaming, and there's a thousand shows, <laughs> I just thought for fun, we'd go old school and talk about the pilots the real networks are doing, as they like to call themselves. Right. Are they still calling themselves the <laughs> real networks? Can they still own that? I don't know, but it's funny, uh, only because we, I think in the last couple, we talked about you know shows that are like, hey, it's going in its fifth and final season. It's like, I have no idea what that is. I don't know the channel. Right. I don't know any of that. And then all of a sudden, I was reading the other day was, here's the pilots on every network. And it's like, oh, you guys still do that. I know they do because I've actually gotten a couple phone calls about, you know, availabilities for pilots. But yeah. it just seems so – because I don't remember anyone talking about the Maisel pilot. I think mm-hmm. it just went to series. You yeah. know, you don't really hear about, you know, the um, like the Stranger Things doing a pilot. I think Stranger Things just got picked up. Right. You know. I mean, yeah. it's also – Netflix is a little different, so. Yeah, I was uh, at Post House the other day. Uh, asked if they were going to get because it's you know February and asked if they were going to start getting busy you know with pilots and sort of looked at me like uh, oh right I yeah well they're, 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 this is a pilot season and we'll get a couple but we do pilots all year round and yeah. I guess it's just that pilot season is not I mean it's still there but it's For just not like the big five right the big five do pilot season to be done by May for the upfronts. To sell the season. Yeah. But, yeah, like you're saying, everyone does pilots all year round. So, I mean, literally, it's, yeah, it's like, oh, we did a TNT pilot. We did, you know, um, an Epics pilot or whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever those other ovation (laughs) pilots. Ovation. But it's funny. So I thought I'd go through a few of these. And so basically, this is just the synopsis they give, which is crazy because you just read this going, didn't we already have this? It's like, probably last year i won't i won't go into like unless the cast seems really interesting or the producers because actually a lot of people it's like oh i've i know them yeah so you have um nana oh i guess i should give proper abc so you kind of know like so this is this, these are pilots. these are pilots okay abc so you can get your an abc mindset of what an abc gotcha. pilot is because everyone has their style nana is a comedy about a recently widowed dad who invites his mother-in-law into the home to help raise the two grandkids she barely knows. And oh, comedy ensues. No. It's, it sounds sad. but I know. <laughs> Grandma doesn't know us. Oh, yeah. this is the good one? So it's a comedy. Uh, it says it. It's in parentheses. Okay. <laughs> comedy. <laughs> in quotes. Yeah. Um, you know, it's sort of like two black kids from Harlem's mom dies and their uh, her employer <laughs> takes them in. It's like comedy ensues. I guess I would love to read the like those the pilot synopsis of right. those like the ones that we grew up with going that's how you want right. to pitch is <laughs> the worst pitch ever. <laughs> well, I guess I'll give it because I've never heard of this person, uh the pilot Nana written by Lon Zimmet. Yeah. No. I mean, if did, you did if, it start off as the untitled Lon Zimmet? <laughs> Probably. If you have heard of that, you wouldn't have forgotten it. So, yeah, I feel like I would know. Um and then these are always the, the the people moving back home. There's a lot of those, as always. Someone yeah. moves back home, or it, it's I don't know why that they feel like those work the most. It's like son moves back, you yeah. know, father moves, you know, to another town, or you know, there's always some sort of someone always has to move in, which I get is the conflict of the series, and that's how you have series. You have to have the conflict and the interest, right. but everything is always, you know, son comes back, you know, from college or. <laughs> You know, family moves to new town, and you're just like, ugh. I know it's it's you know it's, it's sort of like there's a lot of imagination uh, in Hollywood with the you know the department heads and the people who actually the practitioners of everything, but the people who are greenlining stuff and who have you know are supposed to have the big ideas have just, just one it's just one idea, just one thing that they recycle time and time again. The Midwestern you know fat dude. <laughs> with the hot wife, you know, <laughs> in a house, you're wondering why they can afford, how they can afford, because, you know, she doesn't work and he barely makes it, you know. Yeah. So, and they have, you know, three kids and somehow they turn out, you know, wonderful. It's yeah. just. Yeah, this it, part-time sort of like hardware store owner yeah. in his five-bedroom house in the Midwest, you're like, 
how is this a thing? I know. Sassy um, grandma. <laughs> it's always a sassy <laughs> grandma. The pitch on this one is fantastic. The two Pittsburgh families, a father with his three adult daughters, and a hotel lounge singer with her med student son are forced to live together after a decade-old decade secret is revealed. <laughs> so they just, like, kept... Wow. They have three kids, and what else? Oh, they're, they're losing interest. One of them's a lounge singer. Go on. Wow. <laughs> they just kept, like, throwing... It was like words. And there's a secret. Word salad, anyone? <laughs> um, is this a comedy? Once again, in parentheses, comedy. It is a comedy. It is a comedy. Oh, um... I mean, I guess, <laughs> you know, these sort of like modern family notwithstanding, like the yeah. sort of like all these like families coming together and uh, living together or, you know, interacting. It just, I don't know if it doesn't work normally or it just, just hasn't been written that well. Because I think these things are tried, but like a lot of times when you have two families together, it just doesn't, you know, doesn't work. I'm talking about the, like, the Brady Bunch and Modern Family. Right. But normally it just doesn't work. And why Pittsburgh, you think? It probably from Pittsburgh to writer, yeah. you know. Um, is this, I wonder if any of this is autobiographical. Well, I know. Sounds I've, specific. I've worked with one of the writer's EPs. Okay. But I don't think he is. Maybe the other writing partner is. Or it's just Pittsburgh was a you know, dart on the board, Pittsburgh. It's never L.A. unless the story's very L.A.-centric. They don't just place it in L.A. Like, I think Ellen, the sitcom Ellen, was L.A., but it was never about being in L.A. It was just a... I think it was Pasadena, actually. Oh. I think Big Bang is Pasadena, too. Really? Yeah. Oh. Oh, probably because of uh, JPL. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's really it. Everything is always, you know... Uh, it's always like Midwest or something or some place you've never heard of. And, and like, will they ever, and you know, every stock shot they use in this one will be ones we've used for <laughs> like, wait, is that century city? Yeah. It's Pittsburgh. Now we just removed the palm tree. Oh my God. I just did that the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, like knowing, like when you look at the stock shot going, this is not the town we're in, but Look, let's just remove that palm tree and no one will yeah. know. It's just like it when you first look at us look up a stock shot, it's like this is not the town we're in. No way it'll work, no way. Uh-huh. You search and search and search, find nothing. You come back to that shot, and you go, Well, I mean, if you take out the palm tree, it really could work. And then, you know, by the time you have to deliver, it's like, you know what, just put it in. I don't yeah. care. You know. Sure. But it always starts off too. It's like, I don't hate this one but what else you got right but then you <laughs> I go love through that. everything I love that note yeah and then you go through them all and they're like how about just the first one yeah but it's basically i don't like it but i don't hate it <laughs> go on yeah, yeah that's like oh i guess i'll go from there um let's ooh, now we're going into uh dramas okay uh stump town not about the coffee, coffee. oh it's a coffee drama yeah it's just about you know Angry coffee baristas. The battle in the town over the Stumptown fortune. Oh, it's an unapologetic, sharp-witted army veteran working as a PI in Portland, Oregon. Okay. Would you say that again? A unapologetic, sharp-witted army veteran working as a PI in Portland, Oregon. And does the army veteran, is he like, does he have legs? Hold on. She. <clears throat> me too. Excuse me. Wow. So they, they, they I, you know what? I should, I should bow out right yeah. now. Um, sorry. She, um, she solves, uh, other people's messes with a blind eye towards her own. Oh, wait, is she, I don't know. She's not blind? I hope she's blind <laughs> as a PI. A blind eye. Army veteran. Blind eye would be a great pilot. <laughs> blind eye. It's just, just an eye, yeah. but it's blind. Yeah. And it's blind eye, just the letter I is yeah. the title. A private eye, but blind. Yeah. Hmm. They can look into it in, with their third eye or something. Look. Yeah, look. <laughs> Everything's in quotes. <laughs> She'll see her way around. Oh. Like, oh. 
and everybody in the show just does air quotes. <laughs> How is it looking? Oh, why are you doing that? Um, let's see. Triangle. What if the Bermuda Triangle was not a watery grave in the middle of an ocean, but a land lost in time that has trapped travelers over the course of human history? Oh, pass. <laughs> How did that one? Hard pass. I there's not one name I know on any of that. So it's not Berlanti. It, it is, if it like if it had Berlanti's name on it, like, it, it would have been Greenlight. It, it's like just go. <laughs> is it? AB, is this ABC? This is still ABC. Okay. It's basically my guess is gonna be lost. I haven't heard of that. Yeah. I, I mean that's kind of what the angle is. God, there's so many people working that I haven't heard of. I mean, just in the written and EPs, it's like I no idea who these wow. people are i like how they report they reported this week i think at the tcas that or last week that uh oh lost may have a reboot and all they did was like ask the head of abc what would you think would you what would you think about a lost reboot she was like oh i wouldn't mind seeing that but that's that's not that's not saying lost is gonna get a no that's re- just like food. would you ever reboot lost i mean everything's on the table it's go. Yeah. No, that just means everything's on the table. Start casting? <laughs> uh, romantic comedy, The Baker and the Beauty. Fat guy in a hot chair. <laughs> but uh, switched. Oh, it's an unlikely romance between a blue-collar baker and an international superstar. <sighs> um, Fat guy and a hot girl. <laughs> and that's really what it should just be called. Um, why not? Uh, it might. that For ABC, that might, oh, it'll, you know. It'll crush. Yeah. I am not. Uh, oh, uh, until the wedding story follows how one couple's decision to get married can ripple the effect and make everyone in their lives question his or her own his or her own choices. I don't. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I, s- I mean, not knowing anything about it, I don't see that sustaining. Yeah, I don't even know what that. That's one of those pilots you do going. Look, it's work. Yeah. <laughs> Cut. Like ninety five percent of them. <laughs> cut to cut to three years from now. Hey, you know that uh, until the wedding is uh, going into yeah, its fourth yeah, season. For sure, those are the ones that go when you go. All right, so it's not going to get picked up. Uh, what am I going to do? I hope my other show gets picked up. I hope because this thing isn't going. You know, twenty four hours later, green light. Yeah, oh, we're going to production. Really, this thing? I mean, it's watchable. <laughs> That's about the highest praise you can get for someone who works in tv on a pilot like their response how's your pilot it's watchable yeah. Ooh, you got a good yeah, one like somehow that's the top tier oh man it's watchable yeah and then the ones that are like get the buzz are like oh this is good then you somehow get it and you pop it in you're like i mean it's watchable and so that's yeah. that's sort of the standard. that's the network going uh lost got approved it's like how's the pilot it's watchable Ooh, that must be greenlit no, it's just watchable. <laughs> we can watch it. The Hypnotist Love Story. You're going to have to just change that title. Oh, of course, it, it's going. It's based on the uh, authors uh, that wrote Big Little Lies. So oh, I mean, they probably just yeah, picked anything. One, them, yeah, yeah. It's like, that did really well. It's like, what else? And they just bought all her books. Uh, it's a successful hypnotherapist. Successful hypnotherapist Ellen is bad at relationships but thinks her current boyfriend could be the one until she learns that his ex-girlfriend has been stalking him for years. Hmm. Okay. Sure. Give that thing eight years. Oh, yay. Bewitched. Oh, right. We do have that coming. Bewitched, everyone. Bewitched. It's beware. Uh, Kenya Barris? Right. It was Kenya, yeah. Uh, I mean... Yeah, but it's it's a spin on Bewitched, I think, because he does that thing where he's not going to bring it to uh, the ABC. Like he didn't want to just rehash what was already done, so it's a new. I forget what the twist is. Um, the husband has the powers. Is that the big <laughs> twist? I mean, it's always going to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, new York Undercover, the reboot of oh, the nineties right. thing. Right. Um, NYPD sequel, NYPD Blue sequel. It's Sipowitz's son is a cop now. <sighs> Can't wait. Oh, this is funny. Uh, work wife. I heard, I did hear work wife, but just the title's like okay. Mm. It's a half hour multicam. ABC's doing a multicam. Look at that. Comedy inspired by Kelly Ripper and Ryan Seacrest's relationship on their morning show. 
produced by Ryan Seacrest and Kelly Ripa. Oh, big surprise. And Mark Casuelas. Of course. <laughs> uh, ooh, a, dr- a dramedy. Thicker than water. Don't you think if they went to any, like, ABC, NBC, and went into, like, the pilot vault, that has to be a title on something? Thicker than... I think we've done that. Yeah. Oh, there's something else. I feel like that's uh, something we've done before. It should have been, if not. What is that? Oh, how funny. It's... Synopsis. It's... Did you see One Mississippi from Tig Notaro on Amazon Prime? I did not. It's that. It's Tig Notaro. Okay. Is the writer and creator. It's a one-hour dramedy about a single mother who returns to her Tennessee home town for her estranged father's funeral, only to find out she has several other half-siblings. It's a version of One Mississippi, because she had to go home to deal with, I think, her mom's funeral. Mm-hmm. And then she dealt with her brother's issue. I mean, actually, it was... It's... That's the version she probably wanted and got it made. And this is like, we really like that, but can we just put some, you have to go home, have siblings, <coughs> it's going to be crazy. And she was like, fine, I'll, I already have half of them written. No one watched one Mississippi anyways, yeah. although it was, a, it was a great show. And for some reason, they put a happy accident again, the one about the two Pittsburgh's family. We like oh. it so much. Wow. We're doing it twice. We're doing two pilots. <laughs> All right, NBC. Same thing. So put your NBC. Oh, here we go. Know. Here we go. Village Gazette comedy. What are your thoughts? Title. Jeez. <laughs> About, you know, news newsroom comedy? Uh, it's basically newsroom comedy. It's uh, starring, written, and executive produced by Amber Ruffin. Oh. Who's that? Oh, uh, oh I was really excited for a second. Like, oh, my God. John knows who this is. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Ruffin plays a fluff piece loving editor of the benson village gazette covering her idyllic hometown but when the newspaper owner hires a reporter who's looking to uncover a juicy story in benson he threatens to unravel the happy denial amber has been living in so basically she loves her town and this guy's going to come in and it's like oh murder or something and then she's like no my town is ideal and benson works in the governor's Oh, I hope it's just a Benson. Is this a Benson Cinematic Universe? <laughs> I hope it's. I, I, I'm in if it's a Benson. <laughs> the first scene, she's walking in in the Benson's photos on the wall. It's like, I'm in. They need, they need to remake. They're remaking everything. Let's remake Benson. Benson soap. You're not going to get soap. Are we? Is there? Is there a role in either Benson reboot or a soap reboot for Corey Feldman? As Benson. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of him as Benson. <laughs> the dancing governor. I guess he would play the... Uh, oh, he could be the governor. Like, just the sort of dumb governor, but he's like the dancing governor. Yeah. <laughs> he's always trying to get people to watch his, his dream a little dream dance. <laughs> That's all he does the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm writing that down. So Benson <laughs> reboot with Feldman. <laughs> Lincoln, formerly known as the Bone Collector. Oh, based on that mm. book series. Nah, we don't care about that. I thought it was going to be like Daniel Day-Lewis comes to uh, NBC. Just a weekly Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Takes six years to film. Oh, Four episodes. Council of Dads. Com- comedy, drama, or dramedy? Council of Dads? Yeah. Again, these titles need work. Um, God, it's... I, I, I'm, I'm I'm looking at that in the paper. I'm, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, like John's mentally going through the TV guy canceled. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. We're, we're we're not doing this one. I hope it's not one of those like reality Survivor esque TV shows about dads and the tribal council of dads. Um, comedy? You would think it's a drama. Uh, it, oh, I was hoping it's it based be. on. It sounds- Bruce Feller's memoir of the same name. The drama revolves around a father whose life's turned upside down when he is diagnosed with a potentially terminal illness. Facing his mortality, he and his wife assemble a group of friends to support his family and guide them through life's challenges. But I'm guessing his illness will last at least 100 episodes. Because <laughs> you don't want to give someone something terminal. And then Yeah. It's like, I think every once in a while that TV show comes on that just catches you know um the attention of the public mm-hmm. uh in terms of like a drama or a um just like a 
What I'm saying, I'm t- like brothers and sisters, parenthood. Yeah. 30 something. Just those sort of relationship dramas of just people being. Yeah. Um, and this is us. Yeah. Um, and I think. That I'm actually surprised there aren't more this is us knockoffs. Right. Like, I feel like they hit that like peak they did it because this is us in third season right i think so so they did all those last year and now they've already moved on but i'm surprised usually they still try to go back to the well like every yeah. year it's like this is us is still doing well yeah i know it's just like um that God, what is it a million little things or, pieces, I, or it's I, things I, or pieces i know I, it's <laughs> one of those so one, yeah it's like trying to do that and then that's like the big little lies that right. is another one that people are like okay let's get people Let's get something like that. And I feel like these sorts of things where you have the terminal illness and even though it's, you know, based on, you know, personal accounts and stuff like that, it's, it's something where you just like escape it, escapist, um, entertainment, you know, right. and I turn on TV and it's like, Oh, terminal illness. And, you know, trying to come to grips with other, you go, Oh, I don't know if I could watch that, but, but also too, it's about a terminal illness and you're looking, like you said, council of dads, uh, that sounds like a dumb comedy. I don't. Council Dads is not a good title for someone going through a terminal illness. No, it's like. I mean, you don't want to say terminal illness as mm-hmm. a title, but. Um, <laughs> That's just going. <laughs> it's just. Not This Is Us, but kind of like it. Oh, I like that show. <laughs> we could just like a sketch we have just titling shows that's it that's all it is like what is a terminal <laughs> <on> um, <laughs> pittsburgh family yeah <laughs> so it was this uh motel that we had uh in the show and the online editor had worked with uh modern ed- with motion mm-hmm. it's like what would every now and then I go what would that be called because it just says motel that's yeah. it it's like oh it's like as if he had named the, yeah. the, he's like, no, it'd be more like beds and TV yeah. or sleep here. <laughs> I've sadly done that on so many things. Like, well, this building doesn't look like a hospital. What if we just put the word hospital yeah. on it? <laughs> Done. And now that hotel looks like a hospital. Um, All right. Uh, wow. What? But now it also doesn't seem very, I don't know if it's a trend, but it doesn't, nothing seems very um, young leaning right now or do you think the networks are like look that's for the netflix and the hulus and that's stuff like good, that because almost all this question. is i mean not that everyone's kids or just in their 20s but everyone this seems a lot of this even the comedy seem very you know adult driven there isn't a lot of uh kid i think part of that is who's running the studios now yeah which is you know people in our age bracket or whatever they're just like Oh, I like these people. Let's let's sort of get them in here. Yeah. You know, but not sort of reaching out to the people maybe you don't know so much. Yeah. Like the the people like who are like, I don't know, the YouTubers or yeah. the you know, the people who are like twenty years old just out there, you know, doing stuff. Um and I don't know if it's like you think, Oh, that's more of a CW kind of thing yeah. or that's more of a streaming kind of thing or, or an ovation type yeah. of type of show. But you're right. I mean, with the demographic, you know, the 18 to 49 demo being still the, the thing you're trying to get, I right. mean, you would think that they would try to... Yeah, there's no one... It looks like no one's trying to get, like, that Friends. Like, that. you know, the Attain yeah. the Friends or the new Big Bang or something. But which, is, which is odd, I think. Emergence? I'll go with that. Uh, although, the star, Allison Tolman. She's okay. great. So... A sheriff takes a young child that find that she finds near a site of a mysterious accident who has no memory of what happened. The investigation draws her into a conspiracy larger than she ever imagined, and the child's identity is at the center of it all. That you don't know who the kid is until. I mean, could be interesting. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, one of the producers, Tara Butters. <laughs> I've seen that name. Have you worked with? I haven't not worked with a Tara Butters. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. I do not know. <laughs> the next one, adversaries, legal drama that argues the path of path to healing polarized nations through listening and empathy. Ugh, oh, a, I would have just been in studio. Why are we greenlighting? Look, we have so and so's deal. Yeah. That does. You said legal drama, like, uh, but go on, and you start continually, it, and I was like, oh, that seems like a TNT or a Lifetime. 
It could be picked up for one of those. Um, NBC Lifetime. Yeah. Murder Trial. I'm just going to skip that one. Is that the name of the... <laughs> just Murder Trial. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch Murder Trial. Dick Wolf. Oh. Yeah, yeah it's just it's called It's going to go Wolf. for 13 years. What's it called? Dick Wolf 8. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bluff City Law. NBC's like going hard on the dramas and law. I'm trying to get that L.A. Law... Uh... Oh, it's a character-driven legal drama, as opposed to the other ones that have no characters in them. Oh, a Memphis <clears throat> law firm specializing in the most controversial landmark civil right cases. <sighs> it's like a in the heat of the night kind of. <laughs> Good call. Oh, man. <laughs> Uninsured? The comedy. Oh, is that in the title? <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dave and Rebecca end up having to take care of Dave's parents who have mishandled their finances and need help to pay down a sizable debt. So someone's moving in with someone. Parents. Children. Ooh. Here we go. Friends-in-law. Is this... Oh, is this like a Friends spinoff? Oh, I hope. Let's see. No, because there's no Brian or Jake. Oh, they're two polar opposites who must quickly figure out how to coexist when their respective best friends decide to get married. Why would they have to coexist if if they're not living together? Your best friends get married? Great. All right, so we're going to see each other more. Not like they're put into a house. Or are are they? they? Wait, hold on. (laughs) I'm going to get Tom Warner on the phone and start uh, pitching. Oh, Keenan Thompson pilot? Oh, yeah, I've read about that. Keenan's slowly being or pulling himself away from SNL. So he'll probably still do it. It's like, did the pilot get picked up? (laughs) Great, I'm new in a show now. Yeah. It sounded fine. Yeah, uh, we'll play a widowed dad who's determined to be everything for his kids while begrudgingly letting his persistent father-in-law become more involved in their lives. Could be. I mean, he's writing and starring, so... Or no, he's not writing. He's starring and EPing, so... He's funny. Yeah. So that's that's the gold there. Like Magic, a workplace comedy that follows an optimistic young woman pursuing her dream to be a headlining magician... <laughs> In an ego-driven world of the Magic Palace. I mean, okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a watchable pilot. <laughs> a secret, society, secret Society, another comedy. Beth, a struggling reporter who is tired of feeling invisible in her small town, small town again, and recruits other women to help take over a dying branch of an all-male secret society. I would watch, but as a drama. As a drama, Yeah. All right. Um, hey, hey, guys. Love the pitch. What about making it a drama? Yeah, because it seems weird. And also, right now, we've, out of all of them, one multicam. And I've gone through ABC and NBC. Why Why, why do you think that's, there's only one well, wait pilot? Till, wait till we get to CBS, though. Oh. You know <laughs> CBS will be the one that does everything. I mean, they, there's the ones that realize that that's where the money is. If you can get a, yeah. a sweet multicam oh man that's 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 a great return on your investment so good uh the untitled bradley whitford project which i hope just stays as that title (laughs) i did hear about that a church choir that gets the gift it never thought it needed when a salty ivy league professor whitford becomes its director yeah i heard about it and i was like oh that's kind of cool that they would put that on TV, but I don't know if I'd see it staying on TV. Unless it's more in the vein of uh, God friended me or oh, I hope. or uh, touched by an angel or something like that. It almost has to, but it's NBC though. It, that's the thing, so I don't, yeah. So. Oh, here it is. I found it. Our first 20-something, Bright Futures. <laughs> Great title. A show that follows a group of friends, all 20-something, who stumble through life as they try to figure out the paths of becoming successful adults. J- it should just be called 20-something generic plot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hilarious. Lisa Kudrow is the narrator. Uh, oh, isn't, she's not in it. it. She's the narrator. Starring Emily Ratajkowski, the model. Oh, it says the model there? No, it does not. I, okay. I'm adding that for the people who don't know who Emily Ratajkowski is. <laughs> Starring Emily the model. Oh, man. Okay. I, I just said we should said that. Untitled? Uh, oh, was is that the title of it? It's just the untitled uh, Asim Batra. Batra? Yeah. yeah. Follows one woman's unaf- unfiltered take on the side effects of having it all. Why do you want to find... 
I have everything. Follow me. And I guess that's the Instagram, social yeah. media aspect of everything. Oh, we already talked about this one uh, briefly in text. On CBS, we're moving to CBS, Frankenstein. <laughs> but he, he solves crime. It's... <laughs> I, I still don't believe that that's real. I, I thought it was a joke. It's it's it's, a, not, a, it's not a joke. It is not a joke. No. It is the story that centers around a San Francisco homicide detective who mysteriously is brought back to life after being killed in the line of duty. Now he's a totally different person. It's Frankenstein solves crime. So, but why is it called Frankenstein? Because didn't they already do that? Didn't um oh, what's that guy's name? It was called uh, Ever After or Life. He played oh, Mis- yeah. Mr. Fantastic in one of the... Uh, yeah, I worked on the show for like two weeks. Oh, that was Ever After. I, it was something where he couldn't die. I mean, it's not Frankenstein, but it's that yeah. theory of being brought back to life. Let's see. God. And then when you when you start getting to the third one, everything... Oh, yeah, here's the other one on CBS. Courthouse. <laughs> on CBS. I mean, CBS does that. So they, all they have to do is just put a... No what it is and, and this is a um judge judge uh, legal drama pulls the curtain back on the court system focusing on the los angeles courthouse courthouse uh, <laughs> <laughs> i would hope and it was one of those like judge shows like uh judge judy or mathis or <laughs> uh hot bench yeah hot bench hot bench the drama uh how about this a heart of life inspired by the john mayer song which it actually says that. oh so, uh, followed, so they, someone heard his song and went, that should be a show. You said her heart of life. Kevin, Kevin Hart's not part of it. Missed opportunity. Okay. <laughs> um, follows two sets of adult siblings from widely different worlds <coughs> who discover they're related and must reassess everything about how they're <laughs> I don't care. Oh, my God. Sadly, I'm reading these now, and I'm, I'm going to be working on one of these. And Of course. <laughs> whatever one I make the fun of the most, that's the one. Yeah. Um, Another 20-somethings to whom it may concern. Uh, the series centers around Evan, who sets out with a group of 20-something friends to accomplish a list of challenges he wrote for himself years ago in effort to turn around his boring life. 20-something. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the story of us. Uh, story. This is show that, is about the story of us. Oh, that, that was easy. What, what about This Is Us? Is that the spinoff? It's the cinematic the, This Is Us universe. Us, the Us universe. And then Us the movie. Does that have anything to do? Oh, yeah. The Jordan Peele cinematic. Yeah. <laughs> That's CBS Access? All Access? No, this is just CBS proper. I don't even know how to say the name. Bob Hart's, I think it's Bizhola. It's hmm. after having a heart attack. See, Bob Hart's. Bob falls in love with his Nigerian nurse. There you go. Okay. That's... It's a comedy. What? Whoa! What? <laughs> wow! Uh, single camera? Multi? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm so. Confused. Oh, it, it's gonna go. It's Chuck Lorre. Oh, just yeah. uh, well, I just put go. that next to it. You um, kind of have to have to. You have to greenlight it now. Oh, uh, Patricia Heaton's getting another show. Carol's second act. Uh, meet Carol who after raising her two children and retiring from teaching embarks on a second act a second act in her life to become a doctor what comedy although good people behind it I've actually worked with most people they're all really good people I like her yeah I don't mind yeah surveillance a complex spy thriller sure starring Sophia Bush the model the model she's a model right Sophia Bush just an actress I was getting the, getting the, uh, just everyone should be the model, the model, evil, the battle between science and religion, a female clinical psychologist who is skeptical about religion, a priest in training, a blue collar contractor, investigate miracles, demonic possession, and other impossible events. Why is that not on the CW? I can, yeah, I know. And why isn't, uh, Berlanti a part of it? I can see, right. I can see that going 12 seasons. You just put that on Saturday. Yeah, and and that's it. I think that could definitely go twelve seasons. Yeah, easily. Cashing in on the um, now we're moving to Fox. Cashing oh. in on the uh, crazy uh, rich Asian, uh, the Emperor oh, of right. Malibu, the son of the Chinese billionaire, announces his engagement to American woman. His outrageous family descends upon the couple to win their son back and test drive the American dream. 
It's always a billionaire and no. Emily. Okay. Oh, I didn't know they were doing it. The Unicorn, based on a true story. Uh, Martin and Schiff. Yeah. Yeah, doing it. A widow is raising his two daughters and is struggling to find balance in his new life. He also enters the dating world where he finds out he's suddenly a hot commodity. Is, uh-huh. is there a unicorn like in... Like he's like, I guess, the unicorn? Right. There's a lot of people behind just, it. That's going to go. He should just have a pet unicorn. That would be... Based on true story. Based on true story. <laughs> what? He said it, so... Our house... Around parents who are committed to raising their children with the love and support of the mom never got as the kids. Wait, what? None of this makes sense. They're the word salad. The show centers on parents who are committed to raising their children with the love and support the mom never got as a kid, but discovers how difficult that is when her insane parents and siblings back in the picture. Okay. <laughs> sure. And there's something rogue AI next. Little N-E, capital X-T. Ro- you said rogue AI? It's rogue AI. So, Adam and Eve, but it's a comedy following a couple through different stages of life. Not a good title. Not a good title. Yeah, drawing board. Yeah, exactly. Oh, just untitled wedding dramedy. Let's just throw that out there. So we'll just, uh... oh, synopsis, the first season these oh. presumptuous men. Wow. Season one of our show <laughs> will be, uh, will take uh, place over the course of a single night at the wedding, and things about the characters will be revealed from their past and present. I see, like, I think we've had that before. Flirty Dancing, the reality series. <coughs> <coughs> Sounded like you said flirty dancing. Flirty dancing. No, you did. I did. said oh. flirty dancing. Oh, wow. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it's a reality series. Two complete strangers will be taught one half of a dance routine and then will go on a date where they have to dance. Once the couples have completed their dance date, they will part, still not yet having spoken a word to each other, but will hope that they will have done enough to warrant a second date. Oh, man, they are putting way too much thought into this. (laughs) Do dating shows work? I mean... And why on... I mean, I guess it's Fox. They have a bunch of reality. Oh, another one from Lon Zimmert. Oh. Geniuses. On another network. On another network. Blue-collar parents who live in South Jersey trying to provide and raise for their four kids, three of whom are certified geniuses. Oh, dumb parents. Wow. Smart. It's real genius, basically, but the home the home life. Sorry, Lon Zimmert. Oh, I don't need that. We have a caller. I do. Um, let's see. Daddy Issues. Oh, Don Johnson. <sighs> That's okay. <laughs> oh, he plays the Playboy dad. Of course. Oh, there's the Kevin Hart one, Little Kev, the oh. animated comedy. All right. And based on Hart's childhood, the show follows 12-year-old boy. So basically it's, what was it, the Chris Rock one, but animated. Uh, everybody Hates Chris? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prodigal Son. Malcolm Bright is the son of a notorious serial killer called the surgeon who has genius skills and understands how killers think as a criminal psychologist uses his expertise to help the nypd solve crimes so what was that called um hannibal or mm-hmm. silence of the lambs oh it's greg berlanti oh so it's going straight to series uh, straight for five season pickup yeah oh, okay great any tyler perry uh, no tyler perry um and that's it. That, that'll take us through the big five. And then we kind of go into a few, which is weird. They actually post like USA pilots. Oh. Which. NBC. Uh, Constant. Elizabeth Shue. Executive producer. Robert Downey Jr. Oh. Wow. Getting into the mix and TV. It's just his pie production. Just throw his name on it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's it, everyone. That's the run of the the pilots. We'll see what goes. Yeah, I mean, they all seem great. What's weird, though, is I'd definitely say is that there wasn't the common thread. Like, I remember a year or so ago, everyone was moving back home. Right. And then, of course, I think last year was everyone was This Is Us. Right. Uh, all the dramas were a version where you read it and went, oh, This Is Us. They, right. Oh, okay, this, okay, this is what this is. And But it's weird. I don't think there was really a common thread other than very few 20-somethings. Yeah, you're right. There it was just wasn't more, a common thread. more adult-based comedy. Almost zero multicams. CBS didn't seem to have any multicams. Wow. I think the the whole moving in 
with moving back with the parents and stuff like that is sort of they probably just I think there's a bunch of studies that that's happening more and more now right. um, because parents aren't like giving any giving kids any incentive to leave the house. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you mean I could stay here rent free, right. work, date, do whatever I need to do and like, you know, retain my money and like, you know, have a savings. Yeah. Why would I move out on my own when yeah. I have everything here and my parents want me here? You know, and I'm like 40 or 30, you know. So I think that that's kind of what they want to sort of tap into the quote unquote millennials. In last year with the whole This Is Us knockoffs, it was like, well, can lightning strike twice? And when it kind of didn't, then they go, okay, well, let's get something else. But I don't know. I mean, from what you read, I kind of felt like these are sort of uninspired. And it may be because a lot of the big talent, is being poached by like the Netflix and Amazon and all those yeah. people are trying to like, you know, they're really good at like taking executives, taking, I mean, it's like Fox's has a, Fox has a lawsuit against Netflix for doing that. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, they're really positioning themselves to like be the premier content creators and taking that out of the studio system. And like, because they don't know how not to spend money, the studios yeah. don't really, or the networks who have a lot of money themselves, but that's not, kind of the way they spend it you know um they don't have and and they're sort of restricted by you know what they can do content wise so that's why it's like you know sort of the show that i'm on now it's like you can't do that on network tv right um and so it's like more enticing for like a writer to go to a netflix get a bunch of money and be able to do what you want to do right in the time that you kind of want to do it in well and too like for the most part it, like you could take some of the pilot money they're spending on like four of those and just make a good series. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is like you're spending all the money like we talked about before and all these pilots that might not go. Whereas Netflix just takes hand. Oh, that seems really good. Let's do 10 of those. And then you just sort of parse that money that way. And people will watch because it's on. Right. You know, and they're going to give it more of a shot. Like you're not going to read the synopsis of, you know, uh, whatever, uh, you know, a council of dads. Like, no, I'm good. But if it was on Netflix, you're like, all right, I'll give it a shot, you know. And I think that that's probably the the biggest thing that they're fighting, the networks are fighting. They're like, you know, you're at home, sitting on your couch, you're scrolling through your Netflix, um, uh, either your queue or, um, you know, the sort of categories of movies. And you just look at, you know, the, the trailers or the thumbnails and you go, Council of Dads? Meh, I got a couple hours. Why yeah. not? You know, let's see what this is about. You know, where on a network and it's on a at a particular time, you're not going to go seek out, you know, yeah. Council of Dads unless you, you know, there's something that interests you about it. And that's kind of what a lot of these things on Netflix, it's kind of like, yeah, I did want to see that documentary. Or I wanted to see that. Yeah. Let me just click it on right now, you know. Well, and too, you think about like all the people that have Netflix and um, so they say like, yeah, we all see Council of Dad. Some of us might watch a little trailer and go, no, I'm fine. Right. Then there's going to be the people that watch it. But it is sort of that throw it against the wall and see what sticks. But there's going to be enough people, then they're going to get that matrix going, huh, we had technically 3 million viewers. That's really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I know some have way more than that. But if they could parse out going, we would have never gotten that on the network. Right. We would never get 3 million viewers if this was on ABC. But you know what? People liked it enough. And now we notice that it's gaining a little bit word of mouth and say at the end of the year, like when you might go to a second season, it's like overall, you know, with 20 million people total, yeah. watch, a, that's good money for us. We can make something out of that. Whereas Council of Dad, that's a lot of people having to like watch it. Right. Because and too, you can go, I don't know. Oh, we have time. Let's just watch one more. Let's see how the next one starts. Yeah, I don't care. Whereas like you're going to watch one Council of Dad on ABC going, what about next week? I could hit the DVR. I don't know. Will we watch it? <sighs> you know. Right. And then yeah. you just forget about it. Yeah. I mean, and because there's so much now, it's easy to f- sort of forget about something. You know, if it's not in your mind, if you don't, you're not, I mean, it's kind of the rule of, you know, commercials or TV where you just like grab them in the first two minutes mm-hmm. or less. And if you don't, you know, they'll click and, you know, turn to another channel or whatever because mm-hmm. there's so much, so many options. Right. I mean, that's kind of what it is with uh, the network TV more and more. It's like they'll get, a huge media blitz they'll get they have big 
promo budgets. So you'll see a bunch of stuff out there and it may pique your interest and you'll go and, you know, seek it out and maybe give it a watch. Right. But if that, after that first show, yeah, you're like, eh, I'm good. I don't, I'm not coming back next week. Then it's, then it's over. It's, it's hard. You know, when we didn't have YouTube, Netflix, Amazon, all these other options, it was like, well, you know, I mean, it's it's Wednesday again, you know, same time, uh, not doing anything. Yeah. yeah, it's not much on, you know, on the other two networks. So let me just give this another watch. Yeah, you definitely had that follow. That's why they always, I mean, I know it still works now. So that's why you always pair something with a good show. It's like NBC has a new show, put it after Friends. Right. Everyone would watch it. Even though if it took a little dip, everyone watched it. You right. just got forced because you were already watching Friends because it would go like Friends, new show, Seinfeld, new show. Right. Then those two shows just started doing well. All right, move those to Tuesday. And then all of a sudden they were leading off the night. And then you would put, all right, friends, new show. And, and it was just that was that perfect viewership. And also, too, it seemed like they were making better shows, too. Like you followed friends with a pretty good, you know, right. half hour comedy. But it was like it worked. Now I feel like if you're watching something, you're watching it that one time and then you're changing. You know, you're going to the next thing. Right. You know, you're not. It's like, oh, I'm just going to leave it on. Because in my head, it's like we watch something and it's like, okay, should we jump back onto that thing we're watching on Netflix? Should we finish watching that thing we're watching on YouTube, Amazon? You know, you start going through yeah. everything. You're not sitting there going, well, this thing's on. Let's just watch it. No, because I have 40 other things. Not that I have to watch. I have 40 other things in my queue that we're watching. I you know. know. it's <clears throat> And it's just tomorrow you'll have 45 things. And then yeah. the next day you'll have 50 it's, there's just so much it's out like Netflix, there. please stop. Exactly. Just give, just give us one day from releasing one thing. <laughs> yeah, the, the streaming, they just need to slow down a little bit. Like, I mean, honestly, like, we watched Russian Dolls because, Russian Doll, because someone mentioned oh, it. And I was like, wow, that was really good. But had we had I waited, like, six months, I would not, not watch it. Not because it's not bad. I, it would have already been lost. Totally. I mean, I, I don't know how you... And I think they're doing all this stuff, buying all this stuff, just because of the competition, just because um, the stakes were raised with, you know, Disney Plus. Yeah. And, okay, Disney Plus and then everyone else. I mean, it's like, come on, guys. Like, Universal, Warner, it's, no, DC. I mean, it's just, okay, maybe a little bit. They have, like, a little niche market, maybe DC. But Disney Plus is, you know, they're Disney, so they're making uh, big moves as well. Yeah. you know, so Netflix in particular is like just going hardcore, you know, hiring people, poaching people, um, you know, green lighting series, um, doing all this stuff so that like they can position themselves like in a couple of years when Disney Plus comes on online in full force. They can be like, okay, we're still, you know, the dominant yeah. content provider. Well, because Disney Plus, their whole thing is they're not going to have anything over PG-13. Right. So basically it'll be. It, it's almost like on Netflix where you can have your account and a kid's account. You'll basically have, all right, we'll have the Netflix for the adults and Disney Plus for the kids. <laughs> right. Basically. Yeah. And which is smart for them too. Um, well, it's Disney, so they know how to make money. Yeah. Um, in doing that, it's just like there's so much. I think there's a Saturday Night Live sketch about like how much content, you know, yeah. Netflix is putting out there. Um, it's just show after show after show and they go to different territories this one's from japan this one's from africa this one's from you know uh uh i don't know scandinavian country or something it's just there's so much out there um and it's all at your fingertips and it could be on your phone it could be on your computer it can be tv it can be anywhere and you know if i'm like one of the big three or five or whatever I'm just running scared because this is like what people want to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, why wouldn't you want to watch something when you want to watch it? People have busy lives. Yeah. You know, I mean, as it is, it's we, we started um, Castle Rock, which is a Hulu original, which is something we wanted to see. Was it last year? It was. Oh, I don't even know. I, I know it's not that old, but we, we literally was just like. What was that one show we talked about? I mean, that was always that's always a dead conversation to start off anyways. What was that thing we talked about? I don't know, we talked about 400 different shows that we wanted right. to watch and I think it was just that Hulu doesn't have as much as I think they have. I'm sure they have a ton, but it was just sort of like there was that one. And then it was like, "Oh, Castle Rock." So we started Castle Rock, which is really good. 
Right. But it's like we're just getting to it. It was like the way you talked about you keep starting Game of Thrones. It's like, all right, I'm going to get to it. I'm starting Game of Thrones. Yeah, I was watching some the other day, and I was like, I was telling um, online editor on the show that I'm on now that it's just every time I watch it and, you know, there's so much going on, and at the end of the episode I go, oh, I get 80 more of these. And it's like, I don't know how I can do it. I guess I got to. So, you know, 2019. I just yeah. have to like, yeah, watch Game of Thrones in the year, you yeah. know, because it's a slog, you know. And every day that I'm watching that is like a day I'm not watching the 500 other things that I have to watch. Well, yeah, by the time you're done, there's gonna be 18 new shows, and right? It's like, oh, why did I start? <laughs> you know, are you watching? I never even heard of it. It's in this eighth season. Yeah, we started, we were doing that where we'll watch, we haven't done it recently, maybe just because we're just getting older. We used to watch three different shows. So we would watch like, okay, we're watching Russian Doll tonight. Tomorrow we'll do Castle Rock. And then like we'd have three current dramas, one hours, and then we'd put, we would drop in a half hour. So like we'd finish Castle Rock and go, great, let's watch that half hour show, which I don't even remember we were watching. Right. So we were constantly churning like this was i think about a year ago we were churning content i felt like proud for some reason we're doing it and then it just got exhausting because we would finish one then it's like what do we want to add now should we add ozark great let's start ozark now then you know then it's like ozark new show and then it was just like it was just started getting cumbersome wow because i mean a lot of these are only 12 episodes so it wasn't that bad so two weeks you're finishing a series so it was like, oh, this isn't bad. We're, but then after a while, someone would talk to us. It's like, oh, can you believe in episode two of Ozark? <sighs> what was that again? You tell me. Yeah, yeah, I think that I, I remember that. Like, I don't remember anything. Like right wow. now, even watching Castle Rock, it's great. We started it yesterday. I don't even remember what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I, that guy's in it, right? I think. I don't know. It's got to be hard to just, you know, okay, we're going to watch this, 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 and this. But to keep in your mind... Like, probably not for you, Rob, but, like, the storylines mm. together. Like, what was happening there? Like, I got to make sure. I got to turn off my brain for that show. Got to get ready for this half hour. Not that a half hour you yeah. need to sort of engage that much. But then the other the other drama that you're going to watch that has, like, a through line, you got to make sure right. that you know. I don't know. It's just without but, binging them all the way through. I think it, it's easier now where, like, if we're doing it at one a night. Like, you remember it differently. Like, if we were doing it, like, say if you watch just regular TV. I don't know how we used to do it with regular TV. So, it's like, all right, I watch, right. you know, Facts of Life. I watch Knight Rider, you know, um, what other 80s? A-Team and stuff. like. All those, those didn't have complex storylines. But then in, a week would go by. Then you're watching all those shows again. You're like, wait, what happened last week? At least one day. I'm not, yeah. you know, Uber. And then with Castle Rock, they do the a brief recap and it's like well like i don't need it i mean i just watched it yesterday but um i think it's easier now if you're doing it quicker it's hard though like with a netflix show on the opposite side is great we finished it in two weeks and then a year goes by russian dolls back oh shit i don't when did i watch that (laughs) i remember like i'll remember liking it right like oh man i really liked russian doll but then i don't remember it's like oh i don't remember what was the what was the premise of that one <laughs> i know i mean it's just the sort of cycles that they have like when they like you're right when they come back you're like whoa because it seems i guess much longer than it, it it actually was when you shove in so much content from the time you watched it to yeah. now you're like i want to like four years ago no it was last year oh but since then you've watched you know like 80 shows yeah you've watched four seasons worth of shows which have time it's right. like, oh, we went through this, 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 and this. And you're like, oh, my God. But then I don't feel like I'm wasting time watching TV. Like, I don't feel like at the end of the day, it's like, oh, my God, I watched so much TV today. We watched two hours a night, which yeah. isn't much. Like, I mean, honestly, like, once we're done after general night, it's like we'll start something about 8 o'clock. We'll be done by 10 when we go to bed. And it's like, we're only watching TV two hours a day, right? which isn't that much. But it feels like we're churning through content because sometimes we'll watch two one hours which are like 45 minutes i think castle rock is like 45 minutes yeah. so we watch two of those in a half hour so we watch three shows so it does start adding up and goes quick and then you get through 10 shows like i think there's 10 episodes so in one week we'll be done 
so then you start the net so i think it's like i'm watching more but less at the same time like i'm i'm spending less time watching more probably because of no commercials yeah you know there's no commercial it was just like oh we jump from this to this and then sometimes we'll get halfway through i'm tired all right we'll finish tomorrow you know yeah and that's another thing you know no commercials on these things too we watched TV on the big three, it's like every, you know, act, and then you get into all these commercials, and you're like, ah, oh, this is such an antiquated thing. Let me get back to, you know, when I watched Stranger Things on Netflix, I, there weren't any commercials, Yeah, you know? so Well, yeah, you would spend, you know, you watch your two hours of TV, and you're getting an hour 20 of content, you yeah. know? And so that's a little different, you right. know? I'm watching two hours of pure content. Well, maybe... Maybe an hour 40, because sometimes it's 20 minutes of, what did, what did you want to go to next? And me just clicking. Yeah. Was it this one? This one? Or then we'll watch a YouTube video. Okay. Right. Now let's get into it. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, there's so much out there now. I just don't know how, is it all overseas? I don't just know how, like, these shows get fourth, fifth, sixth seasons. Because as much as you're binging, there's only a few shows that you watch. There's only a few shows right. that you really want to, like, continue. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, you're not going to watch, like two hours of crap every night right you know um so you're watching stuff that you want to watch but at the same time you're not watching okay i'm gonna get um in the next three months i'm gonna get 150 shows in yeah you know, you're not you're not doing that so like yeah i could watch a different show every night or yeah. two different two new different shows every night and i'm still not going to catch up right I'm not even going to hit that Jason Priestley show that's going into its fourth <laughs> like, season or something. Where it's just, like, which one's that? I don't know. I'd have to find these on the channel. Oh, watch it. I, I finally got to Louder Milk, you know, <laughs> on the audience network. I know. It's just, you know, the um, guy I know went to, uh, back to a show that I want to watch that's on the audience network. Okay. And I'm like, what's that? He's like, yeah, I know. People don't, if you, unless you have like direct TV or something. Yeah, you can't get it. I'm like, mm. oh, that's, that's that's a nice little model you have. You, people <laughs> normally can't get the, the network. How does how do you get a second season out of that? You do for some. I mean, like, I guess it's being licensed overseas or something. And well, yeah, because it makes sense. Like most everyone has internet. I know there's some statistics that you don't. So in theory, Netflix can be in every home, but if you have Directv, there's just some markets that don't have it. Like you don't have the equipment, or you can't. You know. It just seems so weird to to be specific network on something that you can't be everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's like like cable. Everyone who'll get cable get NBC. If you have an antenna, you'll get NBC. For the most part, depending on how remote you are. Like, that makes sense. But you're on something that you just keep taking away ways to watch it. Like, oh, we're on something. Well, people would have to have cable. Oh, you mean I have to have the dish. And I have to have that. Oh, my God. You know, it's like. Yeah. So, like, I imagine if they pull in, yeah, we got a million viewers. Holy shit. You're, like, the stars right. of Audience Network because who watches that? <laughs> I know. It's, it's. I guess, everybody who can watch watches a million viewers, you know? I guess. I mean, I think that's weird, too. If you have DirecTV, that means you have 500 channels or something. And it's, like, it seems weird now you're picking that one to watch. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, you're just whittling down, like, just throwing something. Like, ah, maybe someone will stumble across louder milk. I, and, I don't. And, and I guess people do. I don't know. <laughs> it's in its third season, for God's <laughs> sakes. All right. Well, that's pilot season. We'll keep you, I guess, uh, we'll do a follow-up on the pilot pickups, which yeah. will be May 15th or something. Something like that. Yeah, um, yeah about that time. And look oh, out friends. for our um, Benson reboot with oh, Corey Feldman I'm as the so dancing I'm so excited mayor. about that. Get the writing on that. do we not want that have to spend any license money and just call it like Dancing Mayor? And just use it because you can use the same premise. It's like that's true. It's like Dancing Mares gets it. It would almost be relevant. Dancing Mare became famous on YouTube. He lives in a town. He gets voted mayor because he can dance. I put in quotes, dance and sing because they thought it would be funny the way we elected Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh my god, it'll be hilarious yeah. if he's like, oh shit, he won. Right. I voted kind of as a joke. Man, I am a terrible person. <laughs> but then he has a strong support staff. You know, that actually get everything done for the dancing mayor. And the dancing mayor keeps getting reelected because everyone thinks, I can't believe he's doing a good job. And it's just a support staff. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that would be, yeah. Like, th- that's why I always say, like, those people that go, we're doing a Benson thing, but it's our take. Well, then just make a show that's not Benson. Like, I can't imagine putting Benson on right now, remaking people going, oh shit, Benson, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't imagine getting that, best. you know, 
the people that just use the name. It's like, oh, we're redoing this, so we're gonna we're buying that name. It's like, why? Just make something different. Yeah, I mean, I you know, you sort of want that sort of name recognition, and uh, they may do it just to not have any legal battles. Right. Um, but if I call it Dancing Mayor, that's completely different <laughs> than just a somewhat dim-witted governor. And, and I mean, that was mostly just Benson's show. I mean, we would have Dancing Mayor, especially if we had Feldman. Right. <laughs> Dancing Mayor. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm going <laughs> to... Corey Feldman, Dancing Mayor. All right, I'll see you guys yeah. later. And just walk <laughs> away. <laughs> Cashing checks. All right. Well, I think it's Twitter is because John Robert, Instagram because John Rob, or vice versa. You'll find us either way. Uh, Spotify, tune in. Stitcher. We're on Stitcher now. Um, iTunes, yeah. SoundCloud as the OG. Got to give SoundCloud the props. Also, uh, I always forget Ryan Slager for the opening and closing music. Yeah. All right. That's been post apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. Take it easy. <laughs> Bye.